Hello and welcome to another episode of A Composer's Journey. And in this episode, we're going to be speaking with Matthew Rush Sullivan. Matthew is a three times Grammy nominated music supervisor and he was executive music producer as well of Spielberg's West Side Story. Matthew also served as the music producer and music supervisor for Disney's Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Annie and Chicago. Beyond music supervision, Matthew is a music producer, a vocal producer, a music arranger, and he helps in general to get songs written. He runs recordings, rehearsals, he works with choreographers, he does performance coaching on set, and Matthew's actually worked on 14 or 15 film musicals, uh, which might actually be the most of any music supervisor. And many of these musicals have been nominated for Oscars and Grammys. And first, just before we get into this conversation, I wanted to say that I was absolutely stunned by West Side Story. This is the new Spielberg production of West Side Story. And I went into the cinema thinking, does this need to be made? And I left thinking that it really couldn't have been done better. I think anyway, that it couldn't have been done better. There was superb filmography, directing, singing, dancing, and there was this kind of amazing modernization of it all, or at least modernization of the cinema aspect. And it felt so searingly relevant. But more than that, I left the cinema feeling inspired, just absolutely inspired by the sheer quality of the music and the film in general. I'd forgotten what a masterpiece West Side Story is, how there's just so much in it, the expressivity of the songs, but also how the narrative is just so brilliantly crafted that it still feels so relevant today. So I did leave the cinema inspired as a musician and as a person. So with, with that long introductory spiel <laughs> said, welcome, Matthew. How are you? I'm, I'm great. You put a big smile on my face just okay. with the introduction. <laughs> That was, that was beautiful. Thanks. Well, great. Well, I wanted to ask you first about the job of a music supervisor, because a lot of people won't know what that is. And I think for most films, it, it, it's a lot to do with licensing music for, for films mm -hmm. and also working with the composer. But in your case, most of the music has already been written. So I imagine the job's very different. So what does your work tend to look like as a music supervisor? Yeah, you're right. Um, Again, thanks for that great, uh, great intro and uh, and your love of the movie. Um, the music supervisor typically, you know, there's basically a few different job roles that we all take on, and it's a lot of it is licensing and finding soundtracks for like romantic comedies or action movies, and finding the songs to go in in the scenes. That's stuff that I do for a lot of different films, but when I focus on a film musical, uh, music supervisors step into a what they, we call an on-camera performance role, where you have um, singers, ensemble, uh, groups of people singing, uh, on-camera bands, people either playing live or in sync with a track on set. So my job on a musical is to help with, um, uh, depending on the filmmakers uh, and the screenwriters, I can help out with uh, getting songs written or figure out the placement of the existing songs in the script. Uh, how they kind of flow from from talk, dialogue into the singing parts, which sometimes can be jarring. So we work on really like smoothing that process out. And then casting, I get involved in casting and taking a look at uh, casting tapes or sitting in a room um, with the singing auditions and sometimes even the, the dance auditions if they're singing and dancing. And then uh, getting people prepared to pre-record 
the, the, the actors are getting ready to pre-record. So all the rehearsals, helping scheduling and, and being present in the rehearsals, giving, giving my feedback, pre-records, shooting on set every day. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of work, <laughs> as you see. This, yeah. this West Side Story took a, you know, with COVID and everything, took about three and a half years, but it would have been about two and a half years. Um, and then shooting on set every day, doing a, what I call performance coaching, working with the actors on the set. If we're doing lip sync, where they're singing along with an existing track, because maybe we can't capture a great, great recorded uh, microphone, uh, and also live can't live uh, live performance on on screen. All the way through post-production, mixing, a lot of mixing, a lot of studio, a lot of studio time, a lot of time if the orchestras and a lot of studio time mixing the tracks and getting it sounding good in the theater and on the soundtrack. Wow, because it is quite rare for, for someone on the music team to really be there for the entire production, I think, yeah. at least uh, in my experience. So how was it working with, was this Steven Spielberg's first musical? It is, isn't Yes. It was his first one. I think he, I think uh, the story is that, uh, that uh, I think the Raiders of the Lost Ark, they had the um, uh, it was Raiders or one of them where, where he had an opening scene where there's a band playing and mm. people dancing and singing. And they're like, that's his first, that was his first go at doing something mu like with an on-camera performance mm -hmm. on, on set. But, you know, when he, when he, I, I really chased after doing West Side Story with my experience, I knew I'd be the, best person for the job. So I uh, got myself in a room, met with Steven. And then when I got the job, I said, wow, okay, I got it yeah. now. Now you gotta really come through. Cause it really is a hefty musical with an unusual amount of dancing and, and skillful singing necessary. So yeah, it must've been yeah. come with its own challenges. I'm, I'm wondering what those early discussions looked like with Spielberg. Cause I know, you know, certain, certain songs were placed in different positions from the original musical. And there are also yeah. moments where there's sort of extensions of songs. I think that, you know, America, for example, has extra bits in it and things. So what, what are yes. the early discussions look like with Spielberg first when you're talking through how you're going to do the well, music? It's my, my first experience with Steven uh, when we first, it was um, my, who I call my right hand uh, guy on the job is David Newman, who was our score composer. He's, he's basically like a, a John Williams, um, wasn't going to work on the film because there's no original writing and score. So John, John's, John stepped up and he said, okay, here's who you need. You got to get a music supervisor, you know, and, and John and I have crossed paths over the years. And then, and then he said, you got to get David Newman. David Newman is knows West Side Story inside and out. Mm -hmm. He knows every note, every, every, every bit of history. So it was David and I started having meetings of Steven um, so right away, uh, like late 2018, because we shot it in 2019. Uh, and we would sit there and, and Stephen would go through every song. We talk about, we talk about in an office and we talk about the tempo. We talk about the, the expressiveness of the orchestra and, and the size of the orchestra and, and, and what it, what he wanted to every song how he wanted it to play in the theater and also with, with the actors, you know, is it a little bit more aggressive? Is it a little bit more romantic or something, whatever his words were that we wanted to, you know, hold on to and start chasing after and, and get the, the, the scores and, and the arrangements correct. And also for, he had, he had already, you know, Stephen had this in his head since he was, 
uh, he says like a 10 years old, you know, when he first got the, uh, the, the cat, the Broadway cast album. So all of our talking points were starting at the Broadway scores and the Broadway cast album. Um, the 61 movie was a, is a, a, you know, is their interpretation in 1961 of what mm -hmm. the 1957 Broadway show was. And this, this film is the, 2021 2022 version of what steven imagines of the broadway show so we just went through song by song talked about we had storyboards and worked through the storyboards and you know where we needed a little extra music uh, we used bernstein's music to extend and also create new um new uh you know new intros new outros and anything to kind of you know tell steven's story uh using the music so how much, um, how, how much or new music approximately did you have to add to the original film score or how much did you have to adapt? I mean, it's, it's tough to say. It was, um, the, the biggest adaptation really is the song Somewhere, which was a new approach. Yeah. And it was Rita Moreno singing it and she was singing it live on the set. So when she sang it live on the set, we didn't have the track created yet. Uh, I, I created a... Out of a out of an existing Bernstein conducted orchestra track, I took it and I changed the, the the pitch. I put it in Rita's key, and then I actually created it. When Bernstein conducted it, it was an instrumental. So I I re temple mapped it um, to match working with Rita what what her singing and and how she was going to sing the song. It's and and so that I created uh, with Rita and this existing track and that's what we sang to and so in post-production we we took and we adapted somewhere this the the existing score but to create what Rita's approach to it was How which was different yeah, yeah I, pretty cool. I thought that adaptation worked absolutely beautifully by the way I thought it was yeah. a brilliant way to make yeah, that song work in the film it yeah, you don't want to overwhelm her with orchestration and and mm -hmm. and 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 movement in the orchestra. It was very simple, and yeah. and just really let her tell you know tell the story and the emotions with through her singing. And that was really the main goal for that track. Did you find the orchestration in general needed adapting for a more modern cinematic sound? Not really. Once you you know you could take you could take you know even classical music and once we kind of in modern days and modern recording techniques and and uh modern players and instruments once you kind of get in behind the mics in a in a modern recording studio mm -hmm. it there's something uh, it, something automatically happens and it's just a natural course of of us recording it today so one thing that we did that john williams also brilliantly brought in was uh, Gustavo Dudamel yes. and Gustavo came in and, and, uh, and he conducted the orchestra. So, you know, he, he's worked, it was the New York Phil pretty much 90% mm -hmm. of the, of the playing is New York Phil, but because of COVID we couldn't travel to New York to finish the movie. So the LA Phil who's Gustavo's um, orchestra uh, finished, finished some of the movie bits that we couldn't get in pre-production. Um, so uh, so Gustavo's approach and bringing his artistic thoughts and and flavor and and personality with the orchestra, you know, he uses the orchestra yeah. as as his hands, you know that. And when he's you know conducting and levitating off of the off the off the you know the conductor stand yeah. and 
the you know the or the orchestra <laughs> plays it the new york phil's played this you know a million times but it's a totally different approach that they had with gustavo and with you know when you have steven spielberg in the room and we had our actors rehearsing with the orchestra singing along with the orchestra for tempos and once once that all kind of happens there is a a a natural progression to to make this the sound come come off different yeah and of course new york phil have that lineage of being of being Bernstein's old orchestra as well. So exactly, exactly. Some heritage of that sound. Yeah. Yeah. It it is interesting. If we did have to add in like a four bar phrase to kind of for a picture to (laughs) tell like something in like prologue, which was, uh, which it was a construction of all Bernstein material, but they're so used to playing some things and their muscle memory takes over and they start playing us and we throw a four bar, you know, insert in there and they're like, yeah, no, they have to go, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. You guys added something there. You know, we always pointed it out to them because it's like their muscle memory really is really kicks in. It was interesting to see that. It was fun. So I've got, I've got a few very particular, very specific questions. So I'm curious, you said earlier, you worked with performing musicians on set. And there's mm-hmm. a scene, and for those who haven't watched the film yet, there's a scene, the big dance in the gym, where there are all these, there are all these, they're supposed to be sort of young teenagers or young people dancing in the gym. And there's a band on stage as well. And this incredible band, amazing trumpet player there. Yeah, Firstly, yeah. I'm curious, are the, are the players on stage, the players who are making the music in recording? They, the, um, there's a gentleman, when, uh, when Anita called out, <laughs> okay, ha- like, okay, Javi. Like Javier, that's that's um, if you see the film again, it's uh, the gentleman, which you should see it again in theaters. Yeah. But there's a gentleman uh, wearing kind of like 1950s Coke bottle glasses um, uh, uh, playing timbali. He he was our rehearsal musician who sat through all of our rehearsals and played all the percussion and drums during our dance rehearsals and and uh, and, and vocal rehearsals. Oh, so he's cool. there. A lot of the a lot of the percussion players. Um, were from our from our um our uh, we brought in a lot of puerto rican guys to come in and play um play percussion on mambo america mm-hmm. and they're not part of the new york phil but we added them into the new york phil and they were so happy to have them there um so they were on ca- on camera in the band um the drummer is 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 played on all the um all the tracks his name's clint again he's a great friend of mine he's one of the best drummers i know he's an amazing drummer if you listen to cool and all that he he kills it mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. all the tracks he just kills it um and then the, the only person who didn't play on the a couple of the a couple of the other players didn't play on the, on our sessions for the most part they did i try to really grab the guys yeah. from our sessions but the trumpet player actually on the recording is wayne bergeron who is like he's one of the top players in the world and you know there's only a few guys who can play up there that high that long and play in and you can tell that, that <laughs> yeah. solo uh, uh our trumpet player on camera was not was not wayne uh wayne is a uh, la session player and uh he just couldn't be on camera but it, it's that uh, our gentleman who plays it on camera I'm, I, I know I think I know his name, but I don't want to screw it up. But he uh, he really killed it. Like he yeah. it really looks like him. That shot uh, where he with a camera push in and he does a shake afterward, like a shake on mm-hmm. it. Uh, it was like one of my favorite shots in the movie because I'm I'm cueing the camera, the uh, the crane operator, the crane guys to, to push in and to land and yeah. all timed out to the music. It's all got to come in. We wanted to land and him shake. And then we, we knew we we're going to cut out. And when we were shooting that that bit, you know, Stephen and 
there's no dancers, it's all specialized shot on the band. So all the dancers, all the ensemble actors are all standing behind Steve and watching the monitors, like, you know, a huge <laughs> crowd, like a hundred people. And as soon as we, we did it on like three times and on the third time, we just nailed it completely yeah. where the trumpet was right where it's supposed to be. The camera's supposed to right where it's supposed to be. And I turned around, I just looked at, I looked back at Steven and he was just like, like that. And then you saw a hundred people jump up in the air and scream. It was crazy. Yeah, I, it was, it was absolutely <laughs> thrilling to watch. If it's not clear right. to those of you who haven't, those of you listening who haven't seen it, you really should, because it's one of the most thrilling musical movies. I mean, I was almost jumping out of my seat in part of it and cried more right. times than I have in a long time in a movie. So <laughs> honestly, honestly, really thrilling. Um, so Am I right in understanding you also helped to create animated sketchups, which were timed to music to help with, with direction? Yeah. Yeah. There so was, was um, er, early on when we started talking to Steven um, and it's, it's, it's what I've done on a lot of, I did a lot on, on beauty and the beast, especially with, I did a lot on films that require some kind of uh, visual effects and whatnot. But since we were in visual effects, but, Every shot is a lot of times you, you shoot a you shoot a music number and you just put up a camera four cam four cameras and you shoot a if you're in one location um, these 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 songs are much more uh, they're much more linear and tell a story and much more dialogue and driven by by going from one location to another so when Steve was talking to David and I um, he had the storyboards. And I, I just said, hey, look, on other films, I was what I've done. I've done these animatics because, you know, I, Stephen and I had a, and I actually heard him talking about this recently. It's like our early conversations. I said, here's, the, he asked me what the difference is between shooting like his action sequences and music. And I said, well, music is math. And Leonard Bernstein only wrote so many bars and beats. And if you have to tell your story, we have to fit your story into that. So we need to know from your storyboards where the shots begin and where the shots end. So uh, he said, okay, take my storyboards and we'll give you an editor and, and start cutting them. And then he would just give us notes, uh, edit notes back and forth. So when we showed up on the set on my iPad, I always had, well, here's in Maria where he starts to sing the chorus and then he gets halfway through the chorus and we go to the next location so I can show, and we would simulate the camera move or the shot on, on with, animatics you just moving moving the the storyboards around a little bit mm -hmm. and just making it feel like you're actually a camera's moving and so we show up every day and we say here's the shot we're doing here and then and and then uh you know steven we start prepping for that steven would come and and say okay you know he he worked with the, the camera operators and then we just you know time everything out everything had to be if you notice the camera moving with the with this with the actors and with all the action and you're it's really, you know especially a boy like that where they're singing in the apartment they're going from room to room right that that's all different setups and it's all broken up so we have to make it feel as is as, as smooth as possible that it feels like we've never started and stopped the song it's all continuous i suppose yeah I, was Steven and the team quite happy to work within those constraints? Because it might be more oh, restricting yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just a different, it's just a different, you know, approach to making a film and, and it's what a musical is. He's, yeah. I mean, I, my first film, I worked with him, but I can say just seeing him through my years of growing up and, and, and idolizing him, I've never seen him more happy on a film set. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've never been on a film set with him, but he was, yeah. he, he really is a, it was a really great process and a really well, joyful. 
I get the impression, um, I've always wanted to ask somebody, but I get the impression that he's a very musical director because not all directors are. Some of them are excellent with cameras and excellent with talking yeah. to actors and things, but I get the impression that he, he must be musical with them. He with is. The... He says he's not, but he is. You yeah. know, he's, uh, you know, he, he, I knew, I know he played, he played an instrument when he was young and, mm -hmm. and, and, and he's, he's really, when you watch his, mo his movies, uh, I know that he w shoots a lot of things I can, and I don't know it for a fact, but I just know it by watching his movies. It's all flows. It's all set up to, to, to get John Williams in there to, to work <laughs> with it. You just know, it. I mean, it's all, it's all fluid. It's, he's a, you know, he's a brilliant filmmaker and I, he, it feels like his movies are shot to have music support him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad you said that because I've always thought that must be true about him. So yeah. on, I'm wondering because there are differences in the film. Also the quintet version of Tonight at the end of the sort of first act, that must have been a thing that you had to sketch up as well, really carefully choreographing because there's all these, there's about five different things. Is it, I mean, you you yeah. know better than I do, but there's about the five quintet. different, yeah. <laughs> completely different scenes going on at once, which must yeah, have been crazy to put together. It was all very, you know, um, it was all very, very worked out. That was, that in the prologue was two pieces of music that were, that had to be sketched out uh, with the storyboards. And we would then create, you know, once we kind of put them together and we're like, okay, we need more, more, sh another shot here to tell, to tell that the jets are still in route and they're doing that. So we had add storyboards and shots and it was, um, that's where the animatic videos really, really, really came in handy. Um, everything from, it's something that you just won't, you won't even notice as a, as a audience member, but the jets are always marching in one direction and the sh sharks are marching in one direction. All they're right. always, they're always coming at each other. So it's always, yeah. it's subliminal, but you don't realize that they're always coming at each other uh, when you watch the quintet so we always had to know you know they're coming from left to right or right to left and uh and how that all works out so it was uh yeah every every bit had to be and also when they're singing a line it had to be on camera so when they're a lot of them are mar always moving the whole the whole the whole thing is people traveling so you know, the beginning of the shot had to be good from here to here. And they had to sing the lines, start it and end mm -hmm. it before they walk off camera and before they, you know, and, and so on. And also they always had to feel like their emotion. So it was a lot of timing and a lot of work on set of getting the actors and the camera to, to be completely choreographed together. And there are also some bigger structural changes as well. I think I'm right in saying, um, well, cool is, is set in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I feel pretty as well. I think is in a different place. And I'm wondering if you had to adjust the sort of flows in and out of those songs, having put them in different places in the musical. Um, a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a little bit. You know, again, going back to that, we really Stephen Stephen and Tony Kushner, our screenwriter, who's brilliant and did a great job of, at uh, adapting the uh, the original book. Um, really really worked hard of of going back to the broadway show and making the adjustments because the 61 movie also made some some different changes to uh from the from the broadway show into the 61 movie and so we went back to the 57 broadway show and made our adjustments and also mm -hmm. maybe restored a couple of things so but uh, musically you know it's it's we 
kind of created a little longer intro for a scene into I Feel Pretty. Um, and then um, uh, uh, for Quintet, well, a couple of things, we just added a little bit of intro music just to kind of help get us in into into the uh the pieces a little bit more smooth yeah yeah so when you're recording singers on set when you're filming singers have they already recorded the song at that point have they already got the song yeah. ready to listen to on set so yeah, there's a there's a few songs that we always knew that we're going to do live and it's just because you really wanted the the emotion and the power yeah. out of the acties and every one of these actors can get up and do this eight shows a week on stage. Um, they're, they're all that good. And so the songs that we knew that we wanted to do live, you still pre-record everything. You know, what if, what if the person yeah. develops laryngitis or something, you know, whatever reason something happens, but also it's a good test run and a good chance for, for Steven to give the actors direction and notes, um, in the recording studio so when we show up on the set and then we can adjust take his notes put it into the the edit of the vocal that everyone gets and say here it is and steven says yeah that's the approach i like i like you know i like the these lines sung this way that's great and then that's something that's kind of like our living bible of what the song and should should come across like on set and then once you get on set you know all deal all bets are off and the actors just go for it I didn't know that any of them had been done live, actually. I'm hoping to watch it tomorrow. So um, for a yeah. second time, so I'll enjoy yeah. watching somewhere knowing that it is, that I mean, it is live. Yeah. You, you can't do a boy like that. And, uh, and I have a love, which is in the apartment after the rumble. Um, mm -hmm. You can't pre-recording that and lip syncing that. It's just, it just wouldn't do it justice. That's all live. Oh, wow. It's it, when you want, it's just so, so much yeah. powerful performance out of the two actresses. Out that of was it, superb, uh, out yeah. Ariana and Rachel just killed it. And, and then Ariana and Ansel and balcony scene when they're, um, when they're singing tonight, tonight on the balcony, mm -hmm. that's, that was all live. Um, wow. just really wanted to give them the, li the liberty to, to, you know, emote, uh, freely on the set. So that's all live. And a couple others. That Marina means Moreno was live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did that, that means, um, from a miking perspective, do you have to, think more carefully about miking those scenes or is it pretty much the same yeah we do we work on like uh just the sound aspect of like reflections mm -hmm. off of different pieces of the set if they're if it's a built set we try to adjust the set as much as we can if, if it's the location we try to adjust the sound as much as we can like one hand one heart when they're down in the bottom of the church at the cloisters mm -hmm. and they're singing one hand one heart that's all live mm -hmm. um and and it's it's a big you know, uh, like cement, cement arches and, you know, you know, sound plays, does really funny things. It's like one of those places where yeah. you can stand in one corner, whisper, and it goes across and lands at the other side. Like people can hear it across the room. So we had to put in all these fake ceilings that are all basically sound baffles and, and really oh, dampen the room. And, and, uh, you know, you try to, uh, you have, oh, they are, the actors always have lavalier mics, but we try to boom as much as we can and try to get the best, you know, sound recording as that we can. And if they're not singing live, because I imagine, especially with chorus songs, it would yeah. be too crazy to sing live. 
So how many, I mean, I'm curious what it's like to be on set. How many of them are sort of mouthing the words or how many of them are actually just full on singing while dancing? Uh, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, that, I'm that guy where it's like, uh, I'm on set and it's like, it's, I've been doing this long enough. I've been, now I'm on 20 years. I can't believe it. Uh, and I, I can, I can automatically spot somebody mouthing or not mouthing. Yeah. And, and, uh, and again, every one of these actors and ensemble can get up and do this eight shows a week. And this is, he, uh, Cindy Tolan, our casting director, and and Stephen brought us this cast that can perform it live. And you know, I think it was like ninety something percent of them have never actually even worked on a film. So when you show up to work on your first film, and it's a Steven Spielberg musical, West Side Story, they were giving every single actor was giving one hundred and five percent. So I didn't have to worry about it too much on this one. They 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 all showed up. Well, you could tell because the energy the the energy radiating from the film was just outstanding it was one of the yeah. best the best thing i've seen in cinema all year oh, I, great. for me as a musician anyway but um great. i had one last question for you sure. which was that for anyone who was interested in getting into this kind of work and it it is a very particular kind of work i suppose but what advice would you have for someone who say i don't know 19 years old or 22 years old and and curious about this kind of work yeah, I was um uh I I got super lucky fall, falling into this. I into doing music supervising especially for musicals. Um you know, a, a lot of music supervising itself is is a lot of it's political and it's really sol solving problems and you have to be a, a traffic cop kind of, you know, and you have to be a negotiator and and because you have a lot of pe people with a lot of opinions. So that's a big thing in in um in uh in music it's you know a lot of music supervisors say the the music job in placing songs is about 30 40 percent of the job the rest of it is licensing and 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 doing paperwork and but also really negotiating the personalities in the room and getting everyone on the same page if not if not uh you know just kind of just getting everyone to come to some sort of an agreement for for me doing music supervise supervising films and producing music for 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 musical films I, I got lucky i fell into it i moved to la in 1999 to be an actor i was taking a lot of acting classes and i was really just trying to break into some kind of an entertainment field i grew up playing piano at nine years old and i'm a and i also grew up taking apart radios and things and fixing things and putting them back together. So I'm technical. I understand uh, actors, how they work, how they, how to talk to them. And I'm also, uh, I'm also a musician. So I just got lucky, fell into working on my first, my first musical. I was an associate music supervisor on the film Chicago. I was on set every day and, uh, and I, uh, just kind of got the job. It was, uh, you know, those those things managing the personalities, knowing music, knowing knowing how to work with people and actors, and that's the best thing you can do is you know chase after chase after those skills. Awesome, that's that's great. Thank you so much, Matthew, for your time. No this problem. was really very interesting discussion, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the film again. Is there anywhere that we can find you? You have a website or something? If people want to. Look you I up. don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to uh, Stephanie right after. That. Not to worry um, with yeah. you. Well, you can Google Matthew Sullivan anyway. Yeah, I'm, or... I'm on IMDb, and if you, it's a you, Matt Sullivan music supervisor, and you can find some Great. stuff about me. And go watch yeah. 
West Side Story. I haven't been paid to say that. I genuinely think it's just <laughs> a superb, superb film. I, I always loved it, but this film did yeah. more than justice to the musical. So. Yeah, I, I say don't find a don't find a screen though. Go don't go find a screen to watch it on. Find the biggest screen to watch it yeah. on because the cinematography is just gorgeous. Mm. It's mm. beautiful. It's meant to be seen in a theater and and also very much meant to be heard in a theater, especially in Atmos. We recorded it specifically for Atmos. Oh, did so, you? Uh, so in an Atmos sound system, and it's really, really, it's just unbelievable. You're sitting in the middle of the orchestra. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Matthew. It's great to chat. Cool. Great to chat.